Welcome to Get Your Head Back in the Game. This is a podcast about the amazing human spirit to overcome setbacks and stories to inspire you to get your head back in the game. My name is Melissa Ross. I am a mother, a wife, a sibling, a former professional cyclist, cycling coach, and a serial entrepreneur. I am a traumatic brain injury warrior. I have lost everything and have fought my way back step by step. And I invite you to do the same. So get ready to join me for this wild ride. Hello and welcome to episode one. This is Melissa Ross. I'm really excited to share with you my interview with Lindsay Knoll from June of 2022. Lindsay is an awesome mountain biker and somebody I met on the Arizona trail in October of 2021. And she also shares a very unique traumatic brain injury story. So I just hope you enjoy this and please share this episode with your friends and family. Melissa Ross, and I'm here with Lindsay Knoll, and we're going to be talking about how to get your head back in the game. And um, I met Lindsay when I was actually at a very low point on Random Place, Arizona Trail, last October, and Lindsay was the one who picked me up and she got my head back in the game <laughs> um, through, you know, conversation, getting me in the shade and eating pickles. <laughs> the pickles were a key. It wasn't me. It was the pickle. It was a pickle. Yeah. But um, anyhow, I was excited to meet Lindsay because we both shared our traumatic brain injury past and um, her story is a lot different than my story, um, but I felt like she has a lot of valuable things to share in terms of what she went through and how she got got out of it. So, Lindsay, um, do you want to talk a little bit about your your story with your your brain injury and how? Um, how you realized you, you needed to, to get, you know, your head back in the game. Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. Yeah. My story was sort of crazy. Um, and thankfully I am, I'm like this August will be three years since I hit my chin. I have a nice scar right here from crashing my mountain bike. Um, and, um, yeah, that's how I hurt my brain. Uh, the crazy part about it was I didn't realize I had a brain injury, um, for nine months. And so I crashed my bike. Um, I had a full face helmet on, I landed on my face going pretty fast. It stopped the rest of my body. And, um, I went to the ER, got checked out for broken arms and they stitched up my chin, which was split wide open. Um, 
and I never lost consciousness. Um, I didn't have, I had jaw aches. They, che they checked my jaw to see if it was broken. Um, but, and I didn't have light sensitivity or dizziness or all these sort of signs and symptoms that I was familiar with as like a college athlete. I played college soccer, um, that are signs of, of TBI or concussion really. And <clears throat> so they checked me on the hospital didn't even mention concussion once, didn't do any tests for it, didn't mention post-concussion syndrome. So I just went on my way thinking, wow, I was really lucky. Like that was a really high speed, bad crash. And, um, <clears throat> and I was in the middle of this really sort of stressful life stuff going on. So, um, the, the, as I, <clears throat> as things kept happening, um, I pegged everything to that. And so, um, unaware of all these kinds of other symptoms of TBI and, brain injury and post-concussion syndrome, which is like concussion symptoms that last two weeks or longer. Um, what I also didn't know was that concussion symptoms can come on, not like they don't have to start right after the incident. They can come on a weeks to months later. And so for me, the like uh, successive weeks after this crash, um, while I was going through this sort of like relationship breakup and just sort of debacle um at the time i started getting really high anxiety i started having suicidal thoughts um these things i'd never really had in my life before um and so uh i started having the like lack of concentration um i as the months sort of went on i started having vision problems um I got put on all these medications. I checked myself into these hospitals at a treatment center for basically my body was like completely out of control, like uncontrollable anxiety responses. My chest would tighten up. Um, I thought that vision problems were a side effect of medication. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't pull thoughts out of my head. Um, I couldn't remember things. Um, I started having trouble regulating my heart rate, which is what sort of checked, like that was the initial day I checked myself into a hospital um, and the suicidal thoughts got worse. I mean, it was just really crazy stuff that was just like, I don't understand why this is happening. And I was like, man, I'm really having a hard time with this relationship stuff. <laughs> um, so it's just really confusing. And, and, and as I was in these like treatment centers trying to process all this stuff, like I was just processing that, but then I just never kept feeling better. And I was like, waiting for someone to say the right thing to me to like click to where I would sort of snap out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like I had depression basically. I mean, I had nine of the 10 symptoms of depression at that point. And so, and I had never had depression before. And so I just kept thinking like, man, depression is really bad. And it is, but it was like depression, like on top of this brain injury with all these other crazy other things going on. So it was sort right. of, Super confusing. Anyway, I, I, I left the treatment center six weeks later. I wasn't better. I was almost worse. Um, I kept sort of struggling around, um, trying to find other things that work. Nothing really worked. Um, COVID happened. So right. in the middle of COVID, my, I had started having major gut issues, which is a, another like symptom of brain injury. If you get like far enough into it, your gut your brain is inflamed, your brain and your gut connected through your vagus nerve, your gut gets totally inflamed. Mine got leaky. So I had basically had food particles like flowing through my gut lining into my bloodstream. My body's fighting it. Like I have a flu. Cause I felt like I had the flu all the time. 
and I can't digest any food. So I'm like having diarrhea 10, 12 times a day, water, like no, like looks like food coming out. At this point, I have no energy. I can't think straight. I can't do any tasks. My like dad who was 80s taking care of me. Yeah. I couldn't be trying to work, couldn't like read words, make sentences work in my brain. It was just like totally epic. So, um, so like, and then COVID happened and somehow I ended up up in Teton Valley, Idaho, where I live now. I was in Arizona at the time. And, um, and then like around May, April, May of 2020, and this brain injury happened in August, 2019, I started having a couple of like little mini miracles. Actually, one of them happened while I was still in Tucson. I went to the chiropractor down there because I had been going to him for many years and he had told me, you know, chiropractic is, is, is like helping your nervous system. It's not just fixing your back. And I remembered that as I like got out of this treatment place being like my fight or flight response is turned on. Like something is wrong. My amygdala is broken. I was just in fight or flight, like constantly. Right. I had horrible insomnia. I was on six medications at once. Um, so I got a chiropractic treatment. And um, the, the first day of that was the last day I ever needed Xanax to control these like chest tightening, like eight hour anxiety attacks I was having where I would just like had to breathe and like moment by moment try to sort of like my body just clenched up like I could feel my sports bra on my body my pants felt like they were tightening around me like crazy stuff which is yeah. insane. I mean just it was totally insane so thank god that for the chiropractor I don't know what he did but he reset something he did a little poke in my like on the side of my head with this yeah. tool, and I had like tears come out of my eyes and it was like crazy I don't know well it was like my he just told my brain to like do something, but, um, so I had stopped taking the Xanax, which was a huge deal. Those things were like the things that were really hard to like live through basically. Um, and then I ended up, um, when I started coming up here, I got hooked up with the integrative doctor, the, the psychiatrist and people I was seeing in Tucson and the family medicine stuff just wasn't working super yeah. well. Um, and so I started going to this integrative doctor and she hooked me up with a nutritionist and the nutritionist basically was like, you have leaky gut. And I had no energy at this point. Um, but I, but she's like, you need to like eat this diet, like full anti-inflammatory diet. And, um, I ended up like making that happen. I sort of knew it. Like I just couldn't man it. I mean, I couldn't, I was taking a Tupperware with me places. Cause I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it to a bathroom. That's like how right. desperate it was. So wow. I didn't really have a choice. Like I knew somewhere in my non-functional brain, like if I don't do this diet, like I'm not, I need to fix my gut to fix my brain. And so my diet was like, you know, fall, it was like meat, fish, meat, fish, vegetables, fruit it was like really all I could eat in a couple different oils. And then like my, my meals were like a pound of ground beef and an apple. Cause like, that's all I could manage on my own yeah. to make for myself. Cause of my like energy level. And if you've ever suffered with depression, you sort of know the, like, I can't, I don't have motivation or any, like to do anything. I can't get myself off the couch. I don't want to shower. I don't want to like take a pan out of the drawer. I mean, that's right. level of function I was at. So, um, anywho, so that really made a difference within five days. I saw a difference within 30 days, my stools were back to normal. And I was taking a couple, like a bunch of supplements as well. And that, 
that started giving me some energy and it lowered my brain fog, which is like part of the symptoms of the PCS where you're like, you just can't think straight, like thoughts confused. So that was a little mini miracle. And then I had a therapist appointment with a new therapist and she asked me about head injuries during my check-in. And I gave the two I had in college playing soccer. And then I said, you know, I hit my head really, my face really hard in August. And she goes, you know, you can get depression from head injuries. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So that was a huge light bulb moment. Like all of a sudden I was like, I did not go crazy, like spontaneously implode for no, no reason, you know? Right. That was a huge pick me up. And then right around that same week, I got on a different antidepressant um, called Wellbutrin that um, works on the dopamine system instead of like the serotonin and, uh, uh, and that turned me on within 48 hours. I like flipped back a switch into this like human being that was functional. Like I texted my dad that like, it was like two days after I took it. And I was like, dad, I, I like made food today and I cleaned the house and made a task list and like took a shower and all these things that were, if I'd done one of those things, it would have been like the most exhausting exercise of my life. And I couldn't do all of those, you know, then I started like singing along to music and I'm like, weird. I feel like happy. Um, It was just so bizarre. And like the, 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 the switch flip there was so obviously like, Oh my God, I had a chemical problem in my brain that was not all me suicidal thoughts away the blackness went away the like I'm living hour to hour went away like all these things where I was just like surviving like I would literally be like I have to get through like the next half hour how am I going to do this without having these feelings that I want to hurt myself which again went away immediately when I got on the right medication. So it like, to me, it was like, oh man, this was a physiological, like chemical problem process in my body. It was not like me. I'm less of a person. I'm lazy. I'm worthless. All these depression things. So I got a good little life lesson on, you know, mental health issues and have a whole new appreciation for like the thousands of people struggling with this stuff. And, um, whether they got a, a TBI or, you know, they have stress, which is inflammation, which then causes all the same kinds of chemical reactions in your body. Yeah. Um, so all those things in May, 2020, 20, May 23rd, 2020 was when I was like, I feel better. And like every day since then has been better. And I just passed like two years. Um, so a year after that, I was on my first bike pack race, Pinions and Pines down in Arizona. And then that October is when I met you doing um, the Arizona trail race. So, and those were like things I, that I had never done prior to my head injury. I'd done 24 hour mountain bike races. Um, so I'd done like these long events, but never like multi-day. Yeah. And so those were huge accomplishments for me. Um, something and, and, and getting that close to the edge of like, I don't think I'm going to make it through this, which is what for months, I really at my core felt, um, for whatever reason, that's just what it felt like. I felt like I was dying every day. Like when you have the flu and you're so sick, like that was sort of how I felt every day. And like every day I was like, I am so proud that I'm alive today. Like I made it through the day. Right. So so crazy. Um, so like, so for me, all these things that were really scary before I got sick. Like I could never do that. I couldn't be one of those dots in this like long distance bike pack race. Like I'm not good enough. I'm too scared. I was like, you know what? F it. Like (laughs) 
I mean, why not me? Right. Like, why can't I do, I know how to camp. I know how to ride my bike. I've been doing this for years. I worked for Knowles for, you know, 20 years. I know how to like do this stuff and just like break through that fear barrier. Right. Um, and that was a really, like, that is the thing I'm trying to hold on to from this whole experience of like my life turned into this whole shit storm. And um, I lost my job. I lost my relationship. I had to move. I spent half my savings. Like uh, I, you know, my memory is still not very good. So I still, I have all these like in things and I went through this like really traumatic experience. Um, and I'm like holding on to this, but you're like living without fear anymore. Right. right. And that's a huge deal because I feel like, you know, this conversation of, um, how do you get back into it? How do you get your head back in the game? Like, uh, you have to sort of like grasp onto these moments of like, you don't, you're not promised tomorrow. You're not even promised like an hour from now. Right. Right. You're, you know, you like think you're going to have another month or another year and I'll do it tomorrow or whatever. And you just, you're never, you just never know. Um, and so it's easy to just sort of slip into that mode of sitting on the couch or like, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, I'll do it. I'm too busy or whatever. It's like, how do you want to live your life? Like, what if you only have like six months left? What if you only have a month left? Like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Like, what are your goals? Um, and so for me, I mean, not everyone's sitting here having had this like totally epic traumatic life experience like you've had and I've had and just sort of like really appreciative. But, um, you know, when you when you say like, how do you get your head back in the game? For me, the one of the biggest lessons, like and when stuff is still stuff is still hard for me right now, my life is still like I'm still feeling like I'm I'm, I'm healthy. I'm off all meds. I'm, right. You know, I've done these races. I have a job that I like and. I'm struggling financially still like most people in the world right now. Um, but, uh, it still feels hard. And I have these moments and I always come back to like, it's just, just one day at a time. I right. mean, for me, it was like, there were days when it was 10 minutes at a time it was half an hour. Um, but it's one day at a time. And so like, what can I do today to, you know, make this day the best and how can I like get better today? Um, and so I think for me, it's like, when things get super hard or when you're thinking about trying to take on this big challenge, you have to take this gigantic thing that feels overwhelming. Right. And you have to like take it and put it into the tiniest little sliver of like, what can I do today? What can I, what's the next thing I can do that's going to get me towards this goal I have. Right. Cause when you break it down to like little micro goals, it feels less overwhelming. So thinking about taking on, like a, a big bike race or something you've never done. It's like, okay, well, where am, what am I lacking? You know, what, what skills don't I have? I want to do this big thing. You got to like catalog what's wrong. What do you, what are the gaps? Right. And then you need to make a plan for each of those gaps. Like, how am I going to get this skill? You know, like for me, one of the big, one of the big things with the bike racing was always like, Oh, I don't know how to fix my bike. If it breaks, you know, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to be a bike pack racer. And granted, <laughs> right. still not a great like mechanic, but <laughs> I learned enough skills to like figure out and rescue myself and like, or walk it out. Right. You know, or just like make these sort of deals with yourself. Like, Hey, if something breaks, I can always figure my way out of it. I have enough layers. I have enough food. I have enough 
you know, I have an emergency device, like you've made a plan for that contingency. Um, so thinking about that, um, I mean, that's sort of the, that's how I typically at least get myself started is, is trying to <clears throat> think about, all right, where do I want to go? What is the goal? What's, what does that look like? Right. And then back it backwards to like, okay, here I am now, like what's in between and what are the pieces in these like smaller increments to get there, um, <clears throat> to try to get myself started because honestly, the hardest part typically is getting started. Right. Right. Get over this hump of like, what is it? Is it fear? Typically it's like fear. And it's like, you have to ask yourself, what is the block right now? Am I scared of something? And then you got to work through that. Right. Yeah. What's fear? Am I scared of failing? Who gives a shit if you fail, just do something else. Right. <laughs> I feel like we're also scared of failing and I like failed so hard in my life. Like I just screwed up everything. And some of it was my fault. Some of it wasn't in this whole debacle I just lived through. And it's like, I can't get any more embarrassed than like right. checking myself into a treatment center. Right. Like, I, and, and then losing, like, I mean, I lost my job because of COVID technically, but I'm sure the brain injury didn't help. Yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it just, you feel like you failed because you didn't survive the thing right. and whatever the reason is, but you know what, like, look, you're doing something super cool. Now I've moved on. I've got to, you know, I've like figured out another path for myself. Like you're people, you're going to make it. So yeah. that's like failure piece that again, for me, like I hadn't really screwed up a lot of stuff in my life prior to this whole thing. And, um, like that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Do you, like, wow. you feel like, um, part of it too was like, for me, I felt like there was a lot of grief. Like, I felt like I had some, I had to grieve so much about the, the whole injury and the, you know, everything. Yeah. And I felt like, um, there was some sort of outlet I needed to deal with that. And did you was have that the biking for you? Was that was it the biking for you? Was that the outlet or was it like, yeah, you it was bike right away. Cause it of was the, like the Arizona trail Yeah, for me. Cause I felt like I had so much time to my, myself, to my brain. Yeah. And I felt like I, I worked through that grief that I felt that was compounded inside of me. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of grief, like in the process of my whole debacle, I lost my relationship and that was a huge deal. And that, and then my part, part, my ex-partner's mom died in between my hospital visit and my yeah. treatment visit. And I was like trying to, I mean, I, I like, it took me like, it was almost like a year later before I could really grieve like that thing. Cause it happened in the middle of me not being right. like functional. Um, and then I lost my job at this organization I worked for for 18 years. That was like my whole life's work basically. Yeah. Um, and then I was told like they were going to close the place for a year and then they opened it back up and I didn't get my job back because it no longer existed and I wasn't asked back. And that yeah. was like a good process to work through. And then my ex ended up in the job um, that became sort of the lower tier level of what job I did. So that was like grieving process to work through. And then, um, and then I was like grieving this like health, right? It was like, I mean, at some point, like 
thank God most of it's come back, but like the loss of who you were. I mean, it's all these like identity pieces. Um, and then like, to me, I had these things to prove, um, cause I had, I had so little energy and I like was so exhausted and out of sorts that when I started feeling better, whenever I was tired or, you know, like I was always like, am I still sick or is this just normal tired? Like right. I can't, I'd forgotten what it felt like to be me before I gotten hurt. Yeah. And before I had had so much life stress and all this stuff piled on itself that I was like, is this normal? And so like, for me, that pinions and pines race, which was like the first like real big thing I did after, um, or it was, I actually did, I rode the white rim in a day and I did a, the frog hollow six hour race, like in the, in the span of three days. And that was pretty big for me. Um, that was sort of my training for the pinions and pines. And I knew once I did those things, I'm like, oh, these are pretty big deals. Right. Yeah. Um, but then the pinions and pines was bigger than anything I'd ever done. So like when I finished that thing, I was like, I am back. Like, I don't have to guess that if I'm healthy anymore, energy wise and physical wise, because I did something that was bigger than I ever did. And then I was like, I want to do that more. And that was, (laughs) which has, was like my home turf and something I used to watch. And like all these people I knew had done it. Uh, I was like, I'm doing that thing. Um, I still struggle with that. The only thing left I struggle with is memory stuff. So I can't remember how much I remembered before I got sick. And so now when I forget stuff or I like, can't remember conversations, I'm like, was that normal memory? Or like, did I forget that? And it's gotten way better than it was. Like I could literally not remember conversations. I just had like one minute prior. Yeah. I could remember if I had just fed the dog, I'd like walk away and be like, did I, did I feed the dog? Like, right. um, And then and now I'm horrible at remembering people's, like, I can't do facial recognition of people I've met. Like I, I cannot remember people's names and faces. I used to be really good at that. Um, so I'm constantly correcting people or like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? You know? And you're like, (laughs) and they're like, do you know who I, I had some the other day, do you know who I am? And I'm like, no, actually, I was like, damn, I didn't pull that one off. Like, well enough. Um, so that's really hard. It's, it's, so it's sort of that, I mean, it's like the grieving process and then it's sort of the, the questioning process of like, am I better yet? Um, and maybe I'll never be better. And so there's that grief around, I'm not quite back to a hundred percent. I keep saying, right. I've, I've told people it's been over a year. I'm like, I'm still at 95%. And I'm like, when I was super sick, I think I was telling people, you know, like I was at like 15%. I mean, I was literally did not feel like a human being for right. a long time in there. So it's probably more like 5%. Like I could never imagine being that sick again, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so it feels like a long way back. Um, and it feels amazing. And I'm trying not to hold on. I'm trying not to forget the, the, how far you've come because when it becomes normalized that you're like better again, you sort of lose that. Yeah. And then you're, that was such a great motivating force for me. Like the first year I was like, I am, I am like working my way back. I'm going to work my tail off. I got to get out there and exercise every day. Cause I could do it now. And then now like, I still see the same <clears throat> therapist that, uh, that like connected the head injury for me. Cause it's yeah. fun. Cause she saw me when I was like 
really your worst. Yeah. Yeah. And so like she can like pull me back to that place because she has the reference point. But the other day she's like, you just have like normal people problems now. (laughs) And I'm like, you're right. And I guess that's good. (laughs) I'm not like complaining about like insomnia or depression or yeah all these other things and I'm like okay good I have normal people (laughs) so funny uh yeah so funny um but I so it's funny because I'm back to like normal person and now I'm still and now I'm struggling with like I have this really busy job and I have this old dog and I had to move again I'm having financial stress and I have all these like normal people stresses and then I'm struggling to like meet these like life goals, you know, getting my head back in the game of like, Hey, I really want to like train hard and feel fit. Um, and I'm trying to balance, like getting myself off the couch to go do that bike ride when I'm like, Oh, I have 8 million things to do in this like job I, you know, run. Um, and so it's funny because now I'm like back into the, all right, I got to like work my way through, like, how do I plan my day? How do I set good goals? What is my goal, right? What's my long-term goal for this, you know, um, or do I have too many goals and I'm like flailing with all of them? Like what's my highest goal? Like, do I, do I just want to like, do I want to, you know, accomplish this, this certain event or do I want to feel like I'm healthy in terms of like body composition or, you know, my nutrition, which, you know, I was eating super duper duper healthy for five months in there. And now I've slipped back. I'm like, I can eat whatever I want. I, you know, digest food normally again, all that. And, um, I'm like, man, I sort of wish I was eating like that again. Cause it was really healthy. Um, it was really expensive, but, um, so it's, it's good. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's, it is hard when you, you know, you have all these different stresses coming from different places. Like when I was really sick, it was like, I was singularly focused on managing my health and working towards these goals to prove that I am healthy and okay. It's like my highest priority. And now yeah. I'm like, into the like, Oh, works my highest priority right now. Cause yeah, it's so busy and it's bike season and I run a mountain bike nonprofit. So I need to like, make sure these events happen and all these things. So, yeah. Do you, do you feel like when you come to those like now normal stresses, you have to revert, still revert back to how you set a routine or, you know, how you got through your brain stuff in terms of getting through your day? Cause I, I kind of feel that way often where I have to um, I have to have a kind of a routine and it's yeah. the same kind of routine I did through my, um, concussion. Yeah. And, and when I get off my routine, then my days, you know, my day can be off. Yeah. I, I mean, that is a great question and I am sort of struggling with the routine for myself right now. Yeah. Because I just moved again. I've like lived in six places in 26 months in Idaho. Here. <laughs> so like I, I've been in this new spot for a week and a half. So like my routine's off um, on that. That's like one reason. And then yeah. though my workflow is just like totally, I'm working 50 something hour weeks right now. And, yeah. uh, and then I tried to move in the middle of that. So I have no routine. And it's like, it's a really good realization of, all right. What is my routine? Um, how do I, 
how do I get it? So I'm holding myself accountable um, to make these things happen that I said I, I want to make happen. Like, um, and uh, for me, one of the strategies that works that I'm doing a little bit still is um, putting is plugging personal things into my calendar. Yeah. So I function off a work calendar, like a Google calendar. And if, if I like take the time to look at my week, you know, or even like the next few days and I plug in, like, I'm going to get up early. Like I did this morning and go for a bike ride before because right. there's this thing after work and I know I'm not going to get out in the middle of the work day. Right. Um, and I got up and, and this, and, and one of the things that worked great for me is that, well, the people I live above now, um, one of their friends and I met one of them at 7am and I gave her a ride to the trailhead and she ran her 10 miles and I biked and, um, accountability is a huge deal when you're trying to get going and have like right. healthy habits, right? So if you can meet someone to do something, or if you can even just have someone that you're telling that you're going to do something and they can help hold you accountable, um, that's a good way to start. You don't want to have to depend on a, another human yeah. for all of your habits and goals in your whole life. But if you're struggling to get started, again, we were talking about like getting over the initial hump, that can be a really good way to like make something into a, a habit. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Good. Well, is there any last tips you can think of oh, for somebody um, struggling to make that move? Yeah, I guess I would say give yourself some space, which is really hard to do. Like the mo like I think about these days, how much time I spend where I'm not like staring at a phone or staring at a computer or doing something where I'm just sitting there with like a blank piece of paper, right? Or something. And I'm writing down what's important to me, or I'm writing down a plan for myself, or I'm writing down my goals or, um, yeah. And so I, I would say like, give yourself some space and some bandwidth for you and your personal life and goal planning. And because if you, if you don't do that and it's just rotating around in your head and it never comes yeah. out on paper or in an organized fashion or working through a life coach of which I'm trying to get my business started as a life coach, um, which is something that's taken me forever because it's one of those big goals and I got sick in the middle of it. So it's like a good practice for me to like have these mini goals. Um, but if you don't ever do that, it, you're never going to get started. So okay. Um, it took me forever to build a website for my business. And, and one, like three months ago, I was like, I am just going to, this weekend, I'm doing nothing else. I'm giving myself this entire weekend to build this website. And I sat down and I had made no plans. I like had no other projects or tasks that I wanted to do. It was snowing. I couldn't go anywhere. I built the website and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I just needed like, you know, 12 hours, right? <laughs> 10 hours or whatever. And, and it felt so damn good, but I hadn't never, I had just hadn't given myself the space. So yeah. anyway, there's a tidbit. Hopefully that helps someone out there. Um, yeah. I yeah. think it's, I think that's very valuable. And yeah, I think it's often something we, we don't make time for. It's so true. And we should be the top of our priority list, right? Yeah. And it's so hard. We're always towards the, towards the bottom. There's always other things in the way. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, thanks for chatting about this stuff. It's fun. Yeah, well, it's so good to reconnect. I hope we eat pickles on another, um, long mountain bike race. I do too. Uh, that would be 
really fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. You've been amazing and um, back at you. Really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks.